Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Intelliki Podcast. As usual, I am your humble host, Paul Ado, and today we are talking about being a polymath. As if it wasn't bad enough that I was on the spectrum, I recently, uh, through some investigation and talking to some people, found out that, yeah, I'm a polymath as well. And what is a polymath you're talking, you're asking, well, you know, a polymath is what has traditionally been called as a renaissance man. And, um, you know, obviously one of the most famous renaissance men of all time was Leonardo da Vinci. And really, I guess a, a polymath is a person who kind of excels across a diverse range of areas. Uh, they're also known as Renaissance man. And kind of the term was used to refer traditionally to numerous kind of great thinkers that lived during the time period of Da Vinci and kind of boasted achievements in intellectual and social and artistic and, and kind of physical pursuits. But really, um, what, what it means is, you know, like... Polymaths usually don't even think of themselves as being particularly smart, but curious. And I guess that's me. I don't think I'm a particularly intelligent man. I just think I'm kind of curious. And really, curiosity and interest are the the true motivation for work, you know, and that's both intellectual work and hands-on work on inventing and even different forms of exercise and stuff. So... It's quite interest. It's quite interesting, because someone brought to my attention and said, "You know, I, I think you might be a polymath. I think you might be a Renaissance man." And did some investigation, and yeah, the uh, magic eight ball points to yes. Uh, so today, I'm going to give you guys some ideas on how to check if you are polymaths and 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 some of the ways that you can strive to be a polymath if that's what you choose to be. Um, as usual, the rules of engagement, I don't do research. I do a little bit of reading, but certainly no research. So if you want research, you need to definitely go somewhere else. I swear a lot, fuck shit, ask cunt boobs. So if you don't like swearing, time to go somewhere else. And anything that works for me, take with a grain of salt because it works for me, but may not necessarily work for you. So don't come crying and saying, I tried it, didn't work. Yeah, dude, I know. It's not a one size fits all. Um, I've got some soft music, hard music, everything from the Pixies to the Smashing Pumpkins to the Undertones, to Van Morrison, to the Stooges, to Patti Smith, the Silver Chair, you name it, we've got it. So we're going to go off, we're going to play a couple of songs, and then uh, I'm going to come back and give you guys some ideas on whether you're in polymath or not. Be back soon.
All right, we are back. And as I said, um, today I'm giving you guys some ideas on whether you're a polymath or not. And then at the end, I'm going to give you guys some ideas on um, how to become a polymath, if that's what you want to do, how to be more polymathic. So really, <coughs> a polymath is someone whose expertise lies not only in one, but in many, many subjects, right? And to me, it's about everything from music to Brazilian jiu-jitsu to, um, you know, mathematics to chess to, uh, you know, physiology to technology, you name it, right? And so one of the things sometimes I say to people is when I wake up in the morning, sometimes my head hurts with so many possibilities of stuff that I want to find out about that I want to do on that day. And that is the, the primary, I guess, thing of the polymath is that they are curious about everything, doing as many things as they possibly can. Now, there's also two school of thoughts. One says that you must be an expert in all of your interests, but another one, another school of thought says that you don't necessarily have to be, you know, the best at everything. You just have to be above average at everything. To me, being a polymath is about curiosity and it is about um, constantly wanting to do new things and doing new things, not just wanting to do them, but doing them, learning about new things, implementing new things in your life. And so uh, there's there's seven kind of overall ways that, um, you know, you can um, determine whether you're a polymath or not. And uh, there's a really cool article on the internet by Chris Zellers, uh where she talks about it. And she kind of gives these seven steps. And one is you always want to learn something new. And this happens to me all the time. I see stuff and I'm like, wow, I want to learn that, right? And instead of going, I want to learn that and then forgetting about it, I go off and learn it, right? So a, a polymath's brain is wired to always seek new things to learn, right? Uh, very similar to multi-potentialites, right? These are people that are constantly looking at different potentials of different things. And these kinds of people, they have kind of perpetual hunger to improve their skills. They either have a long list of books to read or subscribe to different online articles or blogs, right? And, you know, because of their high level of kind of intellectual performance, polymaths are common to have high educational attainment, okay? Um, I am a high school dropout, but then I went to uni, got two two degrees, etc., 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 right? I'm constantly seeking to learn, the, the second thing is that um, they are mostly self-taught, right? And really, most polymaths tend to be self-taught, which means that it also translates to them being called auto, autodidact. And autodidactism is the art of self-directed learning. And I am huge on this. Languages is an example. You know, obviously, my native language is Portuguese, but I've also learned, uh, you know, uh, French, Spanish, Japanese, Russian, uh, you know, and, and the list just keeps kind of growing and growing and growing. And I love to self-learn. I'm not a guy that likes to, to go and do courses and stuff like that. Like I'll get on the internet, I'll find out about it, and then I'll, I'll work out an implementation plan. And uh, whether it's languages, <coughs> excuse me, whether it's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, whether it's about technology or chess, I'm, whether it's about learning an instrument, I'm constantly on the lookout for ways to teach myself. And, you know, 
most of the time, polymaths do learn and acquire their skills without going to formal institutions. And why? It's because a polymath's curiosity and interest to learn something is what drives them a lot, right? For me, it's this kind of hunger for new information that constantly pushes me to self-learn. I probably allocate at least two to three hours a day, sometimes sacrificing sleep to constantly be up to date and constantly be pushing myself and my learning. And so for the kind of, for the modern day autodidact, the, the internet is booming and it's a great educational resource. And I use it all the time for learning. Different tutorials, uh, you know, different educational sites. YouTube, <coughs> life hacks, all this sort of stuff, um, blogs. I constantly soak up all this stuff and then find ways to implement it into my life to make whatever area I'm developing uh, better and better and better, right? So there's a couple there. You know, if, you, if you're always constantly wanting to learn something and learning something, and if you're mostly self-taught, you're probably kind of on the way to you know, defining yourself as a polymath. All right, I'm going to play a couple more songs and we'll be back soon.
kitties. We are back, 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 back. And um, today we're talking about being a polymath, yeah? And um, a couple of other things. Uh, polymaths constantly want to fill any gaps in their knowledge, right? And, you know, ask yourself this question, right? Do you, do you sometimes have moments where you suddenly have a question in your head and you couldn't settle unless you find the answer? That's me. Like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I can't go back to sleep until I get some investigation going and I have that answer. A lot of non-polymaths just forget the question and move on, right? Except when they're compelled to research about it. But as a polymath, you're kind of passionately curious. So you open your web browser in the middle of the fucking Woolworths or whatever. You Google. You get up in the middle of the night, you fire up your laptop and you Google, right? And this is called... Um, inquiry-based learning, right? You fill the gaps in your knowledge by answering day-to-day -day random questions. One of the things that I'm really crazy about is uh, what I call information hoarding. Even if it's a piece of information that I may not, um, you know, necessarily need to for my day-to-day -day work or to survive, I'm constantly hoarding information because I never know when it might come in handy. Um, and so I kind of hoard this. Sherlock Holmes used to have, well, not Sherlock Holmes, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle used to have this concept of addict theory, that your mind is like an addict. And the more you, f you fill in there, uh, the less space you have for other things. With me, I think that's bullshit. I think it's this kind of endless addict, like the Matrix, where you just chuck more and more shit in there. And I do. I stick as much information as I can in there. Whether it's information that I need to fill a gap in a functional requirement or whether it's a information that might just come in handy somewhere down the road, I take it. Constantly Googling, constantly finding out about it, right? I mean, <laughs> even just before, I was just sitting around, I'm like, Jesus, what kind of motorbike is that motorbike that she uh, rides in the, you know, Girl in the Spiders web movie? Go and Google it up, right? Um, this is one that is very applicable to me. You have a little interest in petty socializing, right? I can socialize and I need to be around people, but petty socialization, talking about the Kardashians or whatever, really does jack shit for me. Uh, if I'm socializing with people, then I'm talking to people and I'm, I'm going into some deep waters and I'm taking them along with me because I think a lot of that petty socialization is just bullshit. It doesn't serve any purpose whatsoever. And it also kind of applies uh, to kind of like my stoic um, kind of philosophy implementations, right? Where it's about self-development. So most polymaths, they spend much of their time kind of researching subjects of interest, right? They'd rather stay at home than go out and involve themselves in kind of shallow, small talk. And I'm very much like that. I'm very much at, at ease with myself, doing something, doing one of my projects, as I call them, then going out and just wasting my time talking shit. Love to hang out with people, love to hang out with my family, my friends, spend time. But at the same time, I need that time on my own as well. And I'm constantly looking for kind of, you know, meaty conversation, right? Whereas kind of small, petty bullshit talk just doesn't do it for me. Um. This one, I'm kind of half and half. You're interested in different hobbies and you don't only presume you master all of them. You, I kind of do a bit. Um, I don't think of having hobbies. I think of having skills, right? 
And so playing a guitar for me isn't a hobby. It's a skill. I want to learn it. Playing the drums is a skill. I want to learn it. Technology is a passion. I want to master it. Chess, the same. Mathematics, cryptography, cryptology, the same. Um, They're not hobbies. This podcast is not a hobby. It's a vehicle. It is a passion. And so you kind of, you kind of keep getting better and better and trying to master everything. And one of the most renowned polymaths was Leonardo da Vinci, right? Um, he, he painted, um, obviously the Mona Lisa, but he was also an engineer, uh, an anatomist, a biologist, a physicist, an architect, a geologist, an astronomer. Um, you know, he was just all, his shit was all over the place, right? But yet he was so, so smart. Um, having said that, you don't have to be a genius like Da Vinci to be a polymath. You know, you could just be an ordinary person, but master in at least three or four chosen fields that can make you a polymath. So it's really about not even thinking of them as hobbies, as hobbies, but thinking of them as kind of skills and passions that you have to undertake. All right, I'm going to play a couple of songs and uh, we'll be back soon. Win a lottery Scoop the pearls Up from the sea Cash them in and buy you All the things You need Every night before I Rest my head See those dollar bills swirling in my bed I know they're stolen but I don't feel bad I take that money buy you things you never had oh baby it would mean so Jet plane, babe Get you on a higher plane To a jet stream And take you to the stratosphere And check out the planet And then take you down deep Where it's hot Hot in radio, baby Then cool, cold You feel the snow And we'll roll, drain, roll, drain Roll, roll, drain, drain When we dream it When we dream it When we dream it 
And I'd like to do a shout out to some of our show's sponsors. Tracks Restaurants, 533 Nepean Highway, Bomb Beach, across from Bomb Beach Station. Uh, Monday nights, Wednesday nights, Palmer night, Thursday nights, steak night. Somewhere between 20 and 25 bucks and you get a massive meal and a drink. Um, go down there, say hi to Jeff and Casey, get yourself some great food. They've got bands on during the week as well. Ozpet Minders, you trusted pet care alternative at ozpetminders.com.au. That's O-Z-P-E-T-M-I-N-D-E-R-S. Or call Mr. Kevin Spencer today on 048-696-738. They do dog walking, pet transport, waste removal, feeding and watering. They administer medications to your animals. They do bins in and out security checks if you go away everything you need your trust to pick care alternative go to ozpetminders.com.au or call by full triple eight six nine seven thirty eight doobsis.com that's d-o-o-b-s-i-s-s.com uh, web and application development my homeboy ivan does new websites changes existing websites uh, does on-page and off-page search engine optimization, develops PHP and JavaScript applications, everything you need for your web and application development. Go see him. He is a beast. Go to doobsis.com, D-O-O-B-S-I-S-S.com. And, of course, Cruise PT, my little brother, Phil the Cruise um, at Cruise PT. That's C-R-U-Z space PT for personal training. If you've ever wanted to learn how to fight uh, and not get punched in the face, 
uh, and get super fit. Check him out on Facebook and uh, Instagram. He's got some mad workouts out there. Uh, tell him his big brother sent you and he will look after you. That's Cruise PT, C-R-U-Z space PT. So tonight we're talking about different ways where you might be at polymath. And the sixth way is you are highly creative, right? So you got to imagine mastering two subject areas and combining the concepts mastered from those different areas to one creative concept, right? Um, developing multiple talents often result in a creative combination that kind of rarely happen if a person only masters one subject area. And this is a couple of, this is quite interesting because this was one that I hadn't thought about. I have introduced a lot of the, the concepts of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, such as position before submission, um, the, the person that, uh, you know, uh, controls the distance, controls the damage, all these kind of principles, energy conservation. And I've applied them into how I do business and how I deal with technology and develop technology. Also, in, uh, a lot of the concepts of, you know, uh, chess I've introduced into it. You know, even a lot of the concepts of music I have introduced into music creation, I've introduced into technology. So one of the one of the other things that makes a polymath quite interesting is that they can either draw parallels or integrate different areas of expertise to solve problems. And this was one that I hadn't actually thought about and didn't even think about. Um, and certainly... Uh, it it it's helped me a lot, and I didn't even realize that I had done it right. Um, and finally, the, the other one is no one gets you. Eh, this is probably a little one, a little bit rough, but it does <laughs> it it does kind of make sense, especially to me, because because of a lot of these traits, people have a hard time understanding you, right? You kind of always feel like you don't belong. People think you're weird or antisocial, but the truth is they just kind of don't understand you, right? And it's interesting because I have, I've had a lot of people throughout my life say to me, dude, you're weird. You're kind of different. I kind of don't understand how you function. And I want everyone out there that has ever had that say to them to understand that for me anyway, I take that as a compliment. Yeah. There's this, I think it's an Oscar Wilde quote that says, I'd never want to be a member of a club that would have me as a member. And um, I'm kind of like that, right? Every time I see everyone doing one thing, I'll go ahead and do the other. Because I often think, you know, so many people, if they're wrong, shit, that's crazy. So I kind of welcome the fact that I'm a little bit different, that I'm a little bit fucking out there. Um, you either dig me or you don't. And I'm okay with that right? There's a quote that says, don't study me, don't study me, you won't graduate. <laughs> and I think that's very much a really cool quote. Don't study what I do. Just go ahead and, you know, do your thing because I'm doing my thing and I am loving it. All right. Uh, I'm going to play a couple more songs and we'll be back to close off the show.
All right, we're back, and we've reached the end of another show. And just before we leave, I want to give you guys a a couple of things that will help you if you do want to develop into being a bit of a polymath. And the first one is be curious and open to learning, right? Um, cultivate multiple passions and multiple interests. Kind of don't worry about being perfect, right? You don't need to be at the top of your field to be a polymath. You just have to be better than average, right? Reject a lot of the gatekeepers, right? So every time you kind of want to learn something, you run up against the number of people that kind of say, well, you need to have this and this and this. You don't. Just start somewhere and keep going. Set some realistic goals and follow through, right? Because that's really, really important as well. So just those four things, right, or five things, right? Be curious and open to learning. Cultivate multiple passions and interests. Don't worry about being perfect. Reject gatekeepers and set realistic goals and follow through will really help you in developing your polymathism. I don't know if that's the word for it, but it should be. So, I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. I've certainly enjoyed doing it. I've learned a lot about myself this week, I tell you now. So for the coming week, be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Remember who loves you. Uncle Paulie loves you. And we will see you next week. Deuces.
once compared 